Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports. And joining me on today's episode is Alexi Posner, owner at AP Brand Group. Alexi, hey. great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. I appreciate it. Can you give a quick overview on who you are and what you do? Absolutely. So I, uh, I run AP Brand Group. I started it three years ago with the mission that I wanted to work with athletes and talent who are excited to use their platform to create positive social change. So everything that, uh, that I do, all the clients that I work with, must want to make the world a better place. And so I am a talent manager. I do work with a couple current athletes as well, a few uh, NFL players. And uh, my job is basically to help you know, make their life more successful, create longevity within their careers, um, both on and off the field and um, get them, yeah, really functioning at the highest level that they can. So you and I connected earlier this week for the first yeah. time. And yeah. I was actually mentioning this to you before we started the podcast that I know I found someone good when I have a call and midway through, I'm like, I should have just recorded this first call because it'd be <laughs> a good podcast because you said positive social change, but more importantly for me, must be good humans. And you're like, well, of course, Rob, that's a no brainer. I wish that was a no brainer. <laughs> and for me, I'm team good vibes and I'm overtly team good vibes. This year, my word of the year is give. I want to mm -hmm. give more to others, more to myself, more to my dreams, more to so many other things. And as part of it, uh, I know that I have the ability to transfer energy to others positively with the variety of content that I do as well as my messaging. So when you said must be good humans, I was like, man, I have to get Alexi on a podcast. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about sort of how that manifests itself and how you got to that place. Yeah, totally. So, you know, I'm, I, I'm a person of faith. I deeply believe that uh, we all have, have our own uh, God-given talents, no matter what religion you are. You know, we've all been blessed in some way, shape, or form. Um, and it's really our duty just to tap in and to utilize those to, to give back to others. Because I think if you're, you know, you're living for yourself, then, or you're, you're living in a state where you're not trying to give back, trying to make the world a better place, trying to connect with more people, like, what's really the point of being here, then, you're, then you are just living for yourself. So um, for me, I started with that mission and I go out there every day looking to connect with other individuals um, like yourself and, and all the talent and athletes that I get to, um, get to work with that they really do care. You know, they acknowledge that they're, they're just a cog in a bigger wheel and they, they really care about helping, helping the community. Uh, one, of the, one of the phrases that I talk a lot with to, to the talent and the athletes is like, you know, be where your feet are. You never know how long you're going to be with a certain team or how long you're, you might be at a certain job, but like be in the moment, be present, and then do the best you can while you're there to inspire and impact as many people as you can in the, um, in the world that you're, you're in or in that realm that you're in. So these seem like easy things, but I don't believe it is because of the way that the world and society has evolved. We have uh, the shorter attention spans, like that of a peanut, there are so many things <laughs> vying for our attention. Like everyone has a phone, so we're on social media nonstop. You've got podcast videos, live streams, you've got TVs everywhere you go. It's like fighting for your attention, fighting for your attention. And because of it, human interaction has really decreased because you mentioned not just living for yourself, but one of the things that uh, I was taught from one of my mentors is a term called sensory acuity. And what it is, is your ability to be aware of all of your surroundings at all times. So what I started to do is when I'd be in social, social situations, so for example, today's Friday, so I'm probably going to be going out tonight. 
and everyone's having fun, having <laughs> drinks, but do it. Do you ever just sit back and say, let me listen and observe what is going on around me. And when you do, all of a sudden you'll realize people are cutting each other off. They're not asking questions. They're drifting off or looking at their phones and from a being present and giving and receiving back to others, that exchange isn't there. And it takes stepping back to realize, oh my goodness, what is being thrown at us is almost the way that human interaction is happening in front of us. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I, I think we all we all just have a story, right? We all just want to be heard. And so uh, I talk, uh, I, I believe deeply in showing up. So like showing up could just be listening and like the garbage man to the front desk attendant to your bartender to a CEO of a company, they all have a story to share. They all have something to give and, and, and they want to be heard. They want to be seen. And so um, so, so yeah, so kind of dropping into this, um, state of always being in learning and always just being present with what's happening around you and seeing, you know, you never know, like just this little act of kindness can turn and, and snowball into something bigger. But I think it takes that, um, flipping of wanting to be heard and like, ah, let, you know, be the front of attention to kind of coming back and, and being in a state of listening and, and showing up and being present. Yeah. And I think an, an important part of this is, being able to live in action. So by design, most people don't want to be first. So you see the guy taking your movie tickets or the garbage man or the barista at Starbucks or whatever. And it's this relationship where most people aren't going to say the first thing. So I believe as someone who's team good vibes, who's giving to the world, it is up to me to be the positive influence and say, totally. all right, I now have to take this upon myself to say, let me compliment someone, let me get things going. And it's actually, I've mentioned this numerous times before, but I'll always repeat it. So I'm now big into designing interactions and or my entire life. So if we say, all right, you're gonna be giving first, which is an uncomfortable thing for a lot of people. So how do you design interactions? So now you go, all right, well, what is the first thing that I'm gonna to say to any person in any given interaction? So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna create one question that I know is an immediate icebreaker that I can use because most people aren't gonna ask you a question first. So sure. let me lead with that. And here's what the question is. Alexi, <laughs> tell me something awesome that has happened in the last month. And you know why I, you know why I ask that? Because uh -huh. here's what a typical beginning of a conversation would be like, hey, Lexi, how you doing? Good, what's new? Not much. Oh, killed me. All of a sudden, okay. like, I didn't so, learn anything about anybody. So, so uh, go on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steer this conversation, not that I don't wanna answer that question, but I have two are my biggest pet peeves. So superficial bullshit, sorry if I'm not allowed to curse on this. Now nah, go and, for it. Um, yeah, yeah, my bad. Um, and this concept of um, justifying your self-worth by being busy. So going in the first one, I literally just had this conversation with a friend of mine this morning where he's like, hey, how are you doing? And I was like, you know what? I'm really tired. Like I am, I've been, I've already flown like 35,000 miles this year. I'm so blessed, so grateful. And also I'm really tired and I just want to sit in my pajamas for the day, you know? And it was just, he kind of laughed at me and he was like, thank you for telling me what's happening in your life. And I was like, no, like if there's something about authentically showing up for the people around you. And, and, and a lot of times I think we can get, I'm, I'm 29, you can get stuck in this world of wanting to have a ton of friends, wanting to, you know, look a certain way. And it's so much better to have those authentic connections where you can show up and you can say like, actually, you know what, today wasn't that great. Or like, it's been a kick-ass day. This is what's going on. You know, it just sort of 
Um, I, living in a state of authenticity, I think is just so valuable. And that's the only way you can really show up and, um, and know that you can make a difference and know that you can be there and inspire other people. So, um, yes, I appreciate that first question. And I love it because you're right, because you get to actually learn something because you might find out someone got a promotion, landed a deal, ate the best sushi of their life, <laughs> found $5 on the ground. Really, sure. you have no idea because no one's ever asked you what's actually going on because a lot of the conversation right. for people is about what happened in the past, not necessarily where you're at now or where you're going in the future, because that's what I'm more concerned about is, hey, tell me what's cooking, like what's really going on in your world? Yeah, totally, totally. Um, do you want me to answer your question though? Do you want yeah, me to go 100%. Back to that? Oh, okay. What was the most awesome thing over the last month? I would say the Super Bowl this past, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. So I started my company three years ago. My first Super Bowl was, uh, or I started three and a half years ago. So my first Super Bowl was uh, Minneapolis where my birds won, which was, you know, that was amazing. But I had one client there last year. I had two clients this year. I had six clients at the Super Bowl. So it was just one of those cool moments that, you know, um, I think in both of our realms, you can, we're both grinders, you know, I, I'm a very like get it done type of person. And so it, it was a nice moment for me to be able to sort of sit back and be like, sweet, this is awesome. Like, look at, look at what's paid off. So, um, yeah, that was, a, that was definitely one of the more awesome moments over the last month. Well, and I will yes and that. So for me, something <laughs> awesome that has happened in the last month, like the Super Bowl, NBA All-Star Weekend was in Chicago last weekend, yeah. and it was freaking incredible. Even though I did not go to the games, uh, I live down the street from the United Center in the West Loop in Chicago, and it is straight bumping on a regular basis. Nonetheless, when everyone from the world of basketball and culture is here, and for me, I just like basked in it because I was present. I was actively trying to meet as many people as possible. I was having fun. I had clients in town. It inspired me and it reaffirmed what I love about Chicago of people that just so much good stuff come here. So for me, that was the big thing that happened. That was awesome in the last month. Now, did your shoe game get stepped up at all? Were you, was your like, was your clothing inspired and are you like going out and shopping and getting a whole new wardrobe or did you feel like you, you held your own with the looks? I always hold my own. So <laughs> he, here's the thing, because I've run my own business for the last seven years, I'm on sort of like my own plane. I'm a hoodie and hat and jeans okay. and Jordans kind of guy. It's like every single day, but I'm also very acutely aware of knowing when I need to be styling and profiling. So oftentimes when I go out on the weekends, I am more dressed up than any one of my friends. And they're like, Rob, why are you wearing a bow tie and jacket? Cause I'm like, <laughs> because I wear a freaking backwards hat 350 days a year. So yeah. if I actually go out. So knowing that basketball culture is there in quick side note, the number one victory for me for the entire NBA all-star weekend was basketball culture. So it was so prevalent. It was freaking ridiculous. Everybody was suited and booted. There are J's, <laughs> off-whites, Yeezys, like everything. You look at people and you're like, I don't know if they just rolled out of bed or if that's $5,000. But that looks freaking <laughs> incredible. So because of this, I'm coming in and I'm like, I want to meet people. So how do you meet people? Remember, people aren't going to come up to you. Right. So you want to peacock a little bit. So I'm very cognizant of what color are my pants. I'm not going to be rocking jeans. I'm going to be rocking something that's 
red or yellow or something different. And then, of course, uh, my, my kicks game is obviously going to be tight. So yes. I've got special edition Jordans and just different things because I know everyone's going to be noticing these things. So it straight so, crushed for me. So funny. It's, it's interesting, and I'm sure you run into this a lot. So one of the lines that I, I, I kind of learned very quickly and I continuously walk is, um, you know, being in sports and entertainment, everyone is trying to get something out of somebody else. Everyone's trying to like meet that person and what can they do for me? And so it's, it's interesting when you drop into this state of just authentic connection, like you and I have done, right? Like what you did with me, where you, you linked in me and you were like, Hey, I don't know what you do exactly, but it looks like we run in the same circle. Let's talk. And I think coming at situations like an NBA all-star game, or even like a networking event, no matter what business you're in, but in that state of like, Hey, what's up? Let's just chat and not trying to get something. I, um, it was, <laughs> there was an event that I was at in LA and a very like industry event. And I'm like, dude, hi, I'm right here. Like they're looking at you and then like looking who's around the room or who you can land them to get to the next person. I was like, bro, this is not how I roll. Like, this is not cool. Very much so. And I like that. So one last nugget on this. So the question is, tell me something awesome that happened in the last month but I make it last month because most people can't answer the real question that I would ask. Tell me something awesome that question. happened today or this week, because Ooh. a lot of people will struggle. So for the exact same reason why we're asking the question in the first place, where we want authentic relationships and answers and things like that, people aren't used to being asked this question. So when you say, tell me something awesome that happened today, they sit there and they say, I don't know. No one's ever asked me that. So after hearing that enough times, I'm like, all right, let me open up the qualifiers a little bit. So you go, if you're a close friend of mine, you can expect that that question is going to be today or this week. But for the general population, it is this month in the interest of getting the conversation going, but knowing how you get down, the real answer is the next time I see you, it's going to be today. Yeah, for sure. Please do. That's, I will expect that from you. <laughs> so I want to now uh, move this along to something that you just said, and this actually comes from our first conversation and the type of clients that aren't for you. And this yeah. is just like the person you mentioned at the networking event that you're talking, but guess what? They're not present. They're not locked in. They're on their phone. They're looking around. They're looking over their yeah. shoulder, something else. And you said to me, if someone leads with finances in a potential client conversation, hey, we can make millions of dollars together. You're like, you know what? This is not for me. No. Tell me more about this. Yeah, for sure. I think so, um, you know, leading with finances can be such a yucky and slippery slope. I, I completely understand and respect that you need money to live, to function, to raise your family, um, you know, to get education, all, all basic needs. Um, but when you come out the gates in this state of financially driven, you're, it's this dark underbelly of uh, the world that both of us run in. You know, there's, there is so much money. There's so much uh, affluence out there. So for me, I, I would so much rather a client come to me and be like, hey, this is my dream. This is my passion. This is where I want to go. The finances come when you, you know, you treat people right. You do the right thing. You show up authentically every day. Uh, the money will come. And I, I, that happened. I had a couple of different experiences with clients, but I think the biggest thing for me was realizing that when you do treat people right. And when you do, you know, show up and you just want to make a difference in the world, um, the rest of it comes, comes forward. I had a lot of women early in my career and the female industry, I was actually talking to one of my clients about this, the female side, I, I found there's either two, there's like 
the side of there's women that are like so stoked to help you and then there's the ones that are like oh threat no and like I'm sure it's with that with guys too and um I just feel like being in uh being in a mindset where you realize we're in a in a life of abundance there's just so much out there there's so many pieces of the pie like we can all win and so why not like hold each other's hands and rise up together versus just trying to kind of you know cut people out or be in it for just some big big paycheck I completely agree with everything that you said there. And one of the things that's been a real big game changer for me in the last six months is trusting the universe. And it's not an easy thing to do, but I believe it's through a maturation process for my own personal development where you say, listen, like I'm a big believer in karma. So if I do good and I put good vibes out, like attracts like. So yeah. what I can't uh, determined is the time frame in which this is going to happen. This is right. where a lot of people are impatient with things. But I'm going to say, you know what? I believe that because I put out these certain vibes, that it is going to come to me because the inverse is also true. If you think about people who are toxic, more toxic things happen to them. So the inverse yeah. being, if I'm going to be doing good things with good people, and you know what? Even if nothing ever comes back to me, I'm cool with doing it this way because the world needs more people who are going to be doing it like this, even though I think we both believe it's going to work out in the long run. Absolutely. You know, raising your vibration and living in a state of gratitude um, and, and, and choosing, it's not easy, right? Like it's not easy to be happy. It's an active choice. It's not easy to be present. Like it's not easy to go after what you want and live your passion. Um, but there's something when you shift into that mindset and when you make that active choice to pursue that, that um, everything around you just, you know, you're raising your vibration and everything else raises up with that. And, and like you said, it's, there's, a, there's a trust that comes with it too, right? Like knowing that if you just do the right thing, if you just show up in a, in a state of a, a openness and, and you're, you're ready to rock and roll, like the good, the good vibes come back to you. There's a picture I have hanging up in my wall in my house that says happiness is not a destination, it's a way of life. Mm -hmm. And I very much believe it, and you're right. You say it's not easy to always be happy. That's true, but it's also not easy to do what we are doing. And I know that in order for me to achieve the things that I want to get done, that I need to be happy and positive all of the time. It's like, Rob, are you always this positive and happy? The answer 100% is yes. And the yeah. reason for this is because negativity does not serve me. It does not get closer to my goals. So the hard part about this is, this doesn't mean we're freaking robots. We still right. feel emotion. We still have ups and downs. We still get angry. We still get heartbroken. People still treat us like crap. We still get angry. And I really think the big difference is when you're bringing this level of self-awareness I've learned to recognize when I have these emotions that aren't serving me that I can turn things around quicker than the average person. So most people, they might have a bad week or two or three bad days in a row. For me, there is no such thing as two bad days in a row. And quite frankly, I've got my negative vibes and energy down to several hours. And these are things that like, if I'm completely on tilt where I'm flooded and I can feel it in my body and I'm like, oh my God, I think I can get that down to, all right, how do you overcome this? Change your environment, go for a walk, gratitude, yeah. meditate, journaling. And I've got a process for how you overcome that. And I think it's one of the biggest areas where people miss is 
one, you need to recognize the emotion. And then two, what is the action sequence that you're going to take to get yourself out of it? And because we're more aware of saying, well, I've got this larger goal of what I want to accomplish. It doesn't do me any good to be chilling here with bad vibes. For sure. Yeah. There's a, there's, so my sister is a, is a spiritual medium and there was something she had sent me a long time ago. That's um, it, it says like acid only erodes the vessel that it's in. Right. So like the more we hold that inside, the more that we allow that to weigh us down, the, the, it just erodes us versus, and that could be the way somebody shows up and makes us feel, you know, we're in control of how we show up. We're in control of our own emotions. So getting to a state where you can, um, and, and I love that you said this, it's not that you're like, I'm so happy all the time. I don't feel sadness ever, but it's being able to take that, acknowledge it, be present with that. And then like, I think about it as like breathing in, wrapping it in a big balloon and then like releasing it back out and like, let it go. You know, you're done with it then. And, um, and it's hard. You might have to do that a couple of times or, or just show, continuously do it until, until it gets easier and easier. Well, I can tell you it has taken me seven years of personal development on an every single day basis to get to this point because I was not always this person. And I've had to transform. And you said earlier in the podcast, having a growth mindset, and that's the key. Uh, there's a book by a, a woman named Carol Dweck uh, about growth mindset. And it was a game changer for me. And it is the ability for you to constantly be learning. And I feel like Neo in the Matrix when he knows that he can learn judo. And I look at the world and I'm like, holy smokes, what are the things that I can learn both from a Photoshop video editing hosting side of things, but also what are the things that I can learn on emotional intelligence, gratitude, awareness, thankfulness, giving, asking, all these inside emotions that if you were to think about it, this is the stuff that is not taught in schools and universities that show you what it really takes to be successful. And the reason I did all of this is because it's so difficult to live the life of your dreams, but it's also that worth it. When you go all in at what you want to accomplish, you're willing to do anything. And you're like, well, let me make myself the best version of myself that I possibly can be. Absolutely. I, um, you know, I think especially you, you touched on this in the beginning of our conversation about this world of um, external gratitude. You know, we're always looking at the phone. We're always looking at Instagram. We're always playing where it's very tempting to get into this state of a compare game, um, you know, where we're comparing ourselves to, for me, the, the girl that's on Instagram who's fitter than I am, like whatever, I'll give a dumb example but it's super, super easy and such a slippery slope. And so um, it's funny, like actually the hat that I'm wearing, it's a greater than, and then it says before uh, it's a, it's a clothing line that I started, but that's like my biggest mantra, right? So like the only person you should be in comparison with is the one that you wore yesterday. Like how can you strive today when you wake up? Okay. This is what happened yesterday. I'm not going to live in the past, but I'm going to sit here and, and figure out how can I um, be better than I were, you know, than I was the person yesterday. We are two peas in the same pod because one of my I goals know. is how can I make today better than yesterday? And here's the simplest way that you can do this. I audited the success habits of the most successful people, CEOs, people I wanted to aspire to be like. And one thing kept on coming up. Every one of them read a crap ton of books. It was like yeah. the average CEO reads 60 books. So then I was like, all right, how do you guarantee you make today better than yesterday? I was like, well, yeah. if I just learned something today, then by design, I'm better than yesterday. So if I want to make sure that happens, when should I do that? 
well, probably first thing in the morning so that there's no excuse. So for the last seven years, every single day, I've read for 20 to 30 minutes, very first thing in the morning. So wow. I've guaranteed no matter what else happened the rest of my day, I've at least read a book for 20 to 30 minutes for seven years straight. <laughs> so that is how you make today better than yesterday. Wait, you're so funny. So I have this same thing I do. Not, it's not reading. That's actually that not, not to play the compare game, but that is, a, that is a very good way. So I make my bed every morning, and I know that sounds so dumb, but if you wake up and you make your bed, I'm like, I have accomplished something. My day starts out on a positive note, accomplishing an activity, and then like really no matter what else happens that day, I still have accomplished something good, and that was making my bed. <laughs> yeah, it's the meaning that you attach to something. Some people see it as, oh, my God, I got to make the bed. You're like, oh, my God, I get to make my bed. You're like, boom, let's yeah. keep this party going. <laughs> exactly. So we also talked about in our first conversation, I wrote down two words, manifest itself. Because anybody who uses the word manifest on a conversation with me you can pretty much just sign up for the podcast immediately because <laughs> it's a word that I can probably count on two hands the number of times people say this on a regular basis to me. It's not very often. But if someone says manifest, I'm like, all right, let's dig a little bit deeper into this because yeah. I very much believe in building the world in your image in our ability to manifest something and how do you do it by increasing the awareness of something. So that's why I have a series of, I am affirmations that I read every single morning and I've got a consistency to my dreams and I write down my goals twice a day. These things where I'm going to manifest it by making them more aware. The more I wear, the more I take action. So tell me more about manifesting itself and how that uh, manifests itself in your life. Yeah. I mean, so we, we chatted a, a lot about this, this realm of like, you know, choosing happiness. And I, I really do believe that you can manifest your own destiny. And it was, to, to a level, right? Like I, I, I very much so believe in the universe and, and, and God and, and that we all, we all do have a path that's been laid out for us. But I do think you can truly, um, you know, manifest what you want. And, and by that, I mean, like, um, go after it, right? Like if you see there, there's so, there's so many of us that want a certain life for ourselves, whether that be a job or a person or whatever that happens to look like or an apartment or, or whatever it is. Um, and, and very few of us are willing to actually take the steps to get there. You know, it, it's not easy as, as we've both said. And so I think when you choose, you're like, I am going to make this happen for myself. I'm going to manifest this. And it's, it's showing up every day, knowing like, this is going to happen. I'm going to do this. Like I, I'm here we go. And you just keep, keep that mindset. It, it really does start to manifest itself. And what this reminded me of is you now need to be able to enjoy the journey of the manifestation. So, so often we want to manifest this thing. And we believe that by getting to the top of the mountain means we are now successful and that we've achieved the thing. So the simplest way I can put this is working in sports or right. the uh, journey of working in sports. And what is exactly does that look like? Does that mean that the only answer is if I work for ESPN or is it the everyday putting together podcasts and learning about it and all of this different stuff because you quickly realize that the journey is your life. And it took a long time for me to learn this one because it's a very difficult thing, certainly when you're on the come up and you're not where you want to be 
And this is actually how you learn a lot of the things that you and I have talked about in terms of this internal awareness and the gratitude and the thankfulness for everything. Because guess what? When you get to the top of the mountain, you look up and you're like, holy crap, there's another mountain right there. And boom, there you start going. So life becomes a series of these mountains and you want to be able to enjoy the journey of it and really enjoy the present moment of everything that you're doing because really all it is is life is a series of moments to moments. So can we have gratitude about what we're doing right now and not worry about this gigantic thing that we're going after? So this brings me to that, that second pet peeve that I said. I hate the word busy. I literally, it makes my skin crawl. Um, and I cannot stand when somebody says back to me, oh, I've just been so busy. Oh, you look so busy. I'm like, okay, that, no. Yes, is my plate full? A hundred percent. And that's normally how I respond back. But I feel like if you start to, um, you know, think that your self-worth is based on how full your time is, how much you're doing, how busy you are, you're, you're kind of robotically going along through life versus enjoying what's actually happening. And as you said, enjoying the process, like there's no, for me, there's no ending point. The ending point will be, you know, truly the end, like the day that I die. And, and instead it's, it's what are all the things that are happening in between that that's what really life is. That's where the growth comes from. That's where we get to just enjoy that. And I, like, I woke up this morning and, and I have been on the road a lot and I am a little bit tired and I woke up and I was like, oh, I get to sleep in on Sunday. I can't wait for Sunday. And I had to take this moment where I was like, wait, no, no, no. You did not just say that yourself. This was like a full conversation I'm having with myself alone in my room, right? And I'm like, no, you are, you get to be on this podcast today. Tomorrow you're going to Arizona. Like enjoy, even though you're a little tired and you get to sleep in on Sunday, like don't just write off Friday and Saturday. Don't write off the next two days. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's, it's so important. Um, and I, one of the ways that I can, that I've started to kind of do that is like at night, I, uh, if you pray, if you don't pray, however that is, I normally list five things that happened that day that I just feel super grateful for. Um, and it's just a way for me to kind of check in with myself and, and be happy that not be happy, um, be present with what has happened that day versus just kind of rushing through. And, and yeah. I love that. That's actually something that I'm consciously working on as of four days ago. So I've got a, a habits board uh, that I cross off. I've got 10 of them right now. And one of the things, and I very much subscribe to everything that you just said, and I've previously done that on a regular basis, but I realized the consistency wasn't there for me that uh, I was on my hustle all day. And then the end of the day would get there. And it was almost like I would look at my planner where it says, write down your successes for the day. And I almost felt like it was another task for me to do. So I wasn't present in the gratitude portion of this. It was almost like I'm writing these things down and I had an accountability partner chat to my man Thomas. And he's like, listen, Rob, I want you to take 10 or 15 minutes and just think about your day and practice gratitude on these things. So for me, I'm very uh, structured and oriented where, all right, if I want to work on something, so I created a 21-day challenge. So for 21 days, every single day, I'm marking down an X when I take time to think and reflect on the day. And let this be a little red flag for everyone listening right now. If this is something that Alexi does, and this is something that I do at the end of every single day, you might want to think about adding this to your routine once again, we audit the success habits of people who do what we do or who are successful. 
And there's a reason why we're doing these things. And sometimes you actually need to slow down and have the absence of thought and just be focusing on gratitude to allow the other things in your life to manifest. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, people, like you just said, 10 to 15 minutes, which could sound super daunting to somebody. App on your iPhone, there's a little app that shows you how much time you're wasting on every single app that is on your phone. And so when Instagram says you've been on there for two hours a day or however much it is, then it all of a sudden that 15 minutes does not seem that long. So that app, when they instated that, I was like, oh, I spend a lot of time on my email or I spend a lot more time like, you know, mindlessly surfing. And, um, and so just, you know, being, realizing that, that, that time is not something that you can control. So utilizing that to the wisest and best ability also. Alexi, I feel like I could talk to you forever and that there's like entire <laughs> things that we could unpack here, but we won't do that on this episode, maybe future ones. Where can everybody connect with you? Um, so either through Instagram at Alexi Posner or my website is alexiposner.com and you can see all my stuff, all the, all the cool things we've got going on. And I want to hear from you. There is a lot of awesome stuff that we talked about here. Was there any one thing that stood out to you that you took action on from this episode? I would love to hear from it. And I want you to let Alexi know as well. Yeah, you can hit me definitely. up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy. Maybe that was money. As always, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Sports Marketing Huddle, the number one thing you can do to support us is tell your friends about it. We believe in organic growth, and if you get value out of the free podcast we deliver, then we'd appreciate if you share on social media. If you're looking for some creative sports marketing resources, you can sign up for my newsletter at robcressy.com. I drop bite-sized nuggets of wisdom to get your juices flowing.